atrocious what we have done to humanity. The isolation in which many people are faced with. Plagues have existed throughout the creation of the world. Plagues, we can go through history and see plagues occurred. And what, what the science is telling us is not saving us. People are still being infected even with masks being worn. And yet we take what the scientists say, which is contrary, we take what the government says, which is useless, and we treat that as if it's gospel truth. And yet the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is ignored. How, how dim-witted are we? How fearful are we of death that we will allow our lives to be imprisoned by a virus that we may get or may not get, that everyone is affected by differently? And yet we've allowed, we've allowed men, women, to die in isolation in nursing homes, family members being isolated. That is atrocious. And yet we don't even blink an eye about it. We've allowed the government to dictate to us who we can invite to our Thanksgiving and holiday seasons. Do we not realize that since this could be the last holiday we celebrate with a family member? And yet we're going to allow ourselves to be separated from them for the good of, the, of humanity? That is not good. That is a lie from the bowels of hell that we bought into. I am sorry, but I am tired. I am tired of the fact that we have allowed ourselves to be manipulated, and yet the gospel, which should be manipulating us, doesn't. Amen. We ignore it. We fail to follow it. If we were so concerned about what Jesus says, as we are about wearing masks, my gosh, what this world would look like. Amen. How different this world would be. But we don't blink an eye. We don't blink an eye, and we think that the world has the answers. I don't know what the answer is. I know we have to be prudent. I know we have to be washing our hands, which we should have been doing for the begin with. If this is an indication of how many people don't wash their hands, glory be to God, we're in trouble. Has it taken a virus to teach us how to be cleanly, to be clean, to be hygienic? We need to wash our hands. We need to be prudent. But we do not have to give in to this maniacal fear in which so many people are living in. God is the answer. God is our Savior. This is what we are celebrating. This is what we are preparing ourselves for. No scientist, no vaccine is going to save us. And yet people are like running around having parties because the vaccines are coming. Yet these vaccines are being made from aborted fetal, aborted fetal cells. How terrible is that? We're going to live because others had to die? I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully I'm not long for this world. Because the Lord Jesus will please come in glory. Or he has to take me out. Because I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it through the lunacy and the craziness. We must keep our faith focused on the Lord. We must trust in him. We must follow his word like we follow the government's dictates to us. We must follow him implicitly, inclusively, totally, completely. He is the word of eternal life. He is the world which gives us life. 
God created the world to be lived in, not a wasteland. We've allowed it to become a wasteland by our fear, by our inability to accept the fact that our lives are limited, we can't live forever. And we're allowing godless people to determine how we live. That's a shame. That's sad. And in the history of the church, never have we allowed what we have allowed the, the government and the powers that be do to us. And yet we placated ourselves to their authority and not God's. Now you can write the bishop, he's watching this already I'm sure, because I'm always on the radar. You can write the bishop, you can write whatever you want to say, you can say whatever you want to say about me. But I will just tell you this, and it will be my last breath that I ever say, as a priest, our salvation comes from Jesus Christ. Our salvation is from the Lord alone. He has come to us to show us how much he loves us and wants us with him forever. So what is there for us to fear? What is us to worry about? Jesus tells us worry is useless. It is faith that I desire. Let us pray, my brothers and sisters, as we approach this coming Christmas. Let us pray as we welcome the newborn King into our lives again, that we will renew our faith and trust in the Lord, that we will trust him implicitly. We will trust the word and the promise which he gives to us, that life does not end in death, but just begins to live. And how glorious that will be for each of us. How glorious it will be when, we fulfill, when the Lord fulfills for us what he desires, to be with him forever. That is the good news. That is what we should be proclaiming from the rooftops to all of the world around us. That is despairing, that is desperate, that thinks that science or man is going to solve this problem. It is only with, through, and God, with, through, and in God, that we will find the peace which we need, which we will find the consolation, which we will find the ability to not give in to the fear that the world is creating within all of us. My brothers and sisters, we're living in challenging times, yes, but God is with us. God has not abandoned us. That's what we celebrate with Emmanuel. Now, I was going to preach on the gospel, but while I was sitting here, hearing the book of the prophet Isaiah, I just got hit with a two-by-four. <laughs> and so, therefore, don't blame me, blame the Holy Spirit. But, my brothers and sisters, we must look with the eyes of faith. Look at the world with the eyes of faith. Look at the world from an objective view. Allow yourself to be taken out of the world to see as God sees and not just as human eyes see. That is the only way we're going to make it through this. That is the only way that we're going to have peace in our, in our, in our minds, peace in our lives. If we don't give in to that fear mongering, if we don't give in to those temptations which the devil is always throwing at us, to doubt God, to not trust him, to not believe his word. If God is for us, who can be against? Amen. God became man. God became one of us and walked with us to show us how much he is one of us. 
Let us rejoice and be glad, for the King is coming once again, not in the ray of all the splendor of an earthly king, but as the simplicity of a baby, a simplicity of an infant that allows us to take him into our arms, to rock him to sleep, and to comfort him in his cries. How good our God is, and how much he loves us, that he would allow us to, uh, to love him in such an intimate way. Let us pray, my brothers and sisters, that through our faith and devotion to the Lord, we can become more and more confident in the love that God has for us. We will trust in the power of the resurrection, and we will give, joy, give hope and light to this world of darkness. God bless you. Amen. Amen.